Hello, and welcome to the next in the series of the People Maps How To Guides. Again, we'll be speaking to Anne Ellis, the Director of Psychology at People Maps, on the subject of using psychometric profile benchmarking to create shortlists of candidates for interviews. Hello, Anne. Hello, Stephen. And to kick off with, um, could you explain to me what the benefits are of profile benchmarking in the recruitment process, please? Yes. Well, it's probably best to list the issues that it helps to deal with first. Interviewing is expensive. Few companies will interview absolutely every applicant. But the challenge for them is, who do they include or whom do they leave off the list? Lots of methods exist and are employed to limit numbers. However, there's always a chance that the very people that we take off the list are the ones who can make the real difference within the organisation. It's also important that the selection process is robust and does not force the line managers involved in the, in the process to spend inordinate amounts of time away from their day jobs. As you know, psychometric profiling is a, terribly, a tremendously powerful tool on its own, but by applying benchmarking techniques, magic results can be achieved, just marrying the two together. This can be done using traditional paper and pen, but that's an expensive and laborious process because it has to be all hand-scored. With the People Maps online profiler, it's now possible to process hundreds of people and produce the results in minutes, which now makes it a very cost-effective option. Psychometric benchmarking to create shortlists helps in developing a robust selection process that can be relied upon. It will reduce the amount of timeline managers spend in the selection. And because applicants can be filtered quickly and effectively, the candidates most likely to succeed can also be prioritised quicker too. Now that all makes sense. So how does this fit together when and when during the process? Well, it all starts in advance of the interviews and usually it's conducted by HR rather than the line manager, although they will get involved later. Several exceptional employees already undertaking the job will be selected by their manager as examples of the behaviour the organisation aims to reproduce. Every one of them will fill in an online questionnaire, and this takes about 10 minutes. HR then receive the profile report coming from the questionnaire almost immediately. Every People Maps profile comes with a map of the personality island, and this gives the employer a picture showing north to south, which means people moving from task in the north to feeling in the south, and east to west, moving from extroversion in the east to introversion on the west. So people, the, the employer can then have an idea of where the people fit within that map. Each location on the map, depending on their personal preference of how the person likes to operate, will be marked by an arrow. By benchmarking the location of the star performance, they know exactly the behaviour they're trying to replicate among the applicants. The reason for profiling a number of existing staff is to verify the location, the good ones that suit their organisation, i.e. the success profile. The type of candidate the company have identified can now be recruited using psychometric profiling on all applicants and comparing their profiles against the success profile, or taking the people and identifying they come from that exact spot in the map where we know success 
within the organization has already been found. So it's as simple as identifying someone from the appropriate location as you just described and hiring them. Oh no, it's not simple. This is just the start of the process and it makes up about 25% of any selection process. The other 75% should still include the interviewer's own judgment, the candidate's CVs and their experience. What profiling does is it removes much of the worry from recruiting the wrong candidate and it also removes the halo effect of the interviewer recruiting in their own image, which happens quite a lot. The profile makes the whole process much more objective and focused, but it's still only part of the process. Okay, so even after the CVs and the relevant experience have been taken into account, what if the HR person is still left with, say, 100 names to consider? That's a lot of profiling. Yeah, but the people maps profiler can process as many profiles as is needed in just a matter of minutes. Since it's entirely web-based, candidates don't need to come to the organisation to complete a questionnaire. It's all done online from wherever they are. Importantly, the questionnaire is not a test and candidates need to be aware of this. There's no such thing as a good or a bad profile, only different ones, and some that will suit the particular job role and some that won't. So once HR has the reports, it's a simple case of referring to the ideal location and filtering candidates accordingly. Remember, PeopleMap's profiles deliver an instant visual aid on which to base decisions, so filtering takes no time at all. So after HR has picked out the candidates that match for interview, does that mean they can discard the rest? Well, that probably wouldn't be wise. Organisations who have previously used benchmarking often find that what they originally thought was their shortlist criteria for a job was not correct. Where previously applicants may have been rejected because they didn't have all the qualifications or experience, once they applied benchmarking, they discovered that these things were not as important as was originally thought. And this might just cause them to rethink the criteria for a particular job. For example, if the job requires a high level of customer interaction, and the person fulfilling the role needs to be good with people, then this is a personality issue, easily identified through a candidate's profile. The person who will be in the best fit for this role must first and foremost meet the criteria of having the personality that will enable them to meet the customer service condition. There's no point whatsoever in seeking someone to fulfill this role if they have not met this vital criteria. Surprising as it may seem, there are organisations whose conditions of employment are that personnel must be graduates. Some organisations may recruit non-graduates. However, they then make being a graduate a condition of management, and sometimes that's the only road to promotion. Loads of examples exist of employees who were excellent in a sales role due to their ability to get along with people. Then they find themselves barred from promotion just because they don't happen to be a graduate. Yet one of the most important aspects of being in management is having the ability to get along with people. The opposite is also true if the job role demands a high level of analysis by someone who has the ability to spend long periods isolated from others with peace and quiet to think through problems. The last criteria that would be required for them would be an outgoing personality. The profile that would most likely suit this role would be one where the person's profile showed they enjoyed their own company and we're motivated by problem solving and analysis. So it's horses for courses, really. These are fairly obvious and elementary uses of profiling, 
However, it's surprising how often one finds square pegs and round holes within organisations when the application of some profiling outset could have ensured that this didn't happen. Another very practical reason for not discarding anything is that the company may have other jobs or roles such as management trainees, etc. to fill and one of these candidates deselected for any one job may be ideal for another. So having the information on file is very valuable. I see your point. So back to the benchmarking process, the, the HR person now has a list of potential candidates who match the location on the people maps map. There's still a lot more on offer to help the interviewer. Once the shortlist has been created, this is the time to start involving the line managers. As well as a map location, the people maps profile provides extensive personality-related information on each candidate, and this should be supplied to the manager or HR person prior to interview. The individual's report contains an overview of the candidate's personality, outlining their likely behaviour identified from the combination of their attitudes and preferences. But also included other strengths and weaknesses or potential weaknesses. The profile provides specific questions to use at interview and psychologists' comments around what to expect or look for from each particular candidate. And these are really, really useful. Profiling doesn't tell you about a, person, a particular candidate's attitude to the job, but it will tell you their attitude generally. And it's a fact that people are hired on aptitude and usually fired on attitude. The report will tell, for example, are they extroverted or introverted, together with their preference for how they like to do things. Is their preference a task-thinking-based one, i.e., this needs to be done, how will we do it? Or a feeling-people-based one, i.e., this needs to be done, who are the best people to involve to get it done? Throughout the profile, there are comments from a business psychologist to help the HR and line managers explore the most relevant competences. This process enables even inexperienced interviewers to conduct structured and revealing interviews. Um, seems very comprehensive. Is there anything else you'd like to mention, then? Yes, just to mention that the profile used to create the initial shortlist can also be used for development purposes, and some advice on development is included in the report. This is a very important area because as well as helping to find someone who is suited and productive in the job, it will also help to minimise staff turnover, something that's very costly. Plus, it will help to identify candidates with management potential or other skills that could make a real difference within an organisation. Thanks, Anne. And uh, that is the end of our guide on how to use profiling benchmarking to create shortlist of candidates for interviews. Uh, thank you for listening, and please don't forget to check out the rest of our how-to guides from PeopleMaps. So all that remains to say, goodbye for now. Goodbye.